All right, everybody, this is Scoots here, and I think I probably talked about it in the intro. This is an experimental episode in some sense, and I don't even know if the technology is going to work, so I may I may have to, who knows, this is interesting stuff. Uh, so this is an episode I thought of not, not that long ago. It may have popped into my head in the past, and this could be something that is like a two or three time a year style episode because I know we did it in another sense, um, and it worked. And so basically, let's see, how do I explain all this? So I think it was like, so this is what January, oh, February 3rd, I'm recording this. And you're hearing it far in the future. But at some point in the last three or four days, I was walking around and I was having different discussions with people. And actually, oh, no, and I was reading this newsletter. It's funny because I was just talking about the Patreon newsletter and something I recorded before this. But uh, and the person mentioned the Radio Shack electronics kit or just an electronics kit uh, and it was probably somebody like my generation, maybe on the cusp of the generation before me, but they were talking about that. And it reminded me of uh, Radio Shack catalogs. And that reminded me of like uh, other catalogs. And I think actually it wasn't a Radio Shack catalog. It was just a Radio Shack sales flyer for the holidays. And this is a little bit consumerist, but it's interesting in dissecting it in a way. Like, because they used to, when people say thirst nowadays, or they used to say that like four years ago, like I would look through this thing and I would be like, I got to get a chemistry set, or I got to get an electronics kit, or I got to get this thing. Oh boy, it's going to change everything. And then there was, and I'll explain a little bit more about catalogs to those of you that uh, aren't of my generation, because I want to keep you included, of course. Uh, but also, like, and maybe to people that are my parents' generation, to kind of put some things in perspective too. Uh, so, and then we can kind of uh, we're all here in the big, big dark night. What is it? What do I call it? The deep dark night together. But so there were other catalogs um, that I would look through. So let me define a catalog because there still are some catalogs that I come in contact with. I don't get any more of them. Um, well, maybe I get one and, and so, I, you know, and, uh, so the two I'm thinking of that you may be familiar with are the Ikea catalog, which is still pretty popular. And, uh, I don't know, like you can pick it up at the store. I think they mail it to some people. Or if you live in a big apartment building, sometimes there's a stack of them there. And then in podcasting, which I don't think I get one of these catalogs, but I live in an apartment building that, or apartment that's had some turnover, and so I still get a lot of mail from previous residents uh, to my apartment. And one of those people gets a, a catalog from an electronics company or an audiovisual visual company. They get the Sweetwater catalog. So that's a popular one. Or B&H, B&H Photo in New York is another big catalog. Uh, I'm surprised I don't get one of those because I, I, I don't like I bought stuff from Sweetwater and B&H before, even in, from B&H in the last few months. So like when it had, they had it in stock or a little bit better deal of something I needed. And those are companies that sell, you know, pot, like equipment for, uh, for bands, uh, guitar, similar to what you'd buy at Guitar Center. 
and a, a video store. So they're like a combination of a guitar center. And then if you were in video production, a lot of this, what they sell is prosumer, but they do sell pro level stuff too. Um, and with a podcaster, I mean, a lot of stuff you can buy from the, the big consumer company, but sometimes those companies have a better price or better. Sometimes they have a better selection or better stock. So if you're like looking for a camera or a microphone or, um, uh, what else have I bought? I think I bought my computer, both my computers. I'm not sure now about Apple outlet is where I bought my. Uh, but so those are catalogs. They're, and when I say catalog, I mean something that's like in color. We're talking hundreds of pages. I can't think of any other ones that I get or that I've even come across in my own life in, in the last uh, long time. But those are two, if you say, Scoots, what's the catalog? But before the computer, before the Internet, uh, and the Internet's kind of, you know, I'm sure... I mean, I think it's a good thing. You say, okay, that's a lot of paper. Even if it's recycled paper, then you got the ink or whatever. And it it's not, I mean, so that's one side of it. We say it's not very efficient either. Even the B&H or Sweetwater catalogs, it's cool to look through them occasionally. Um, but it's not super efficient. I would say with the IKEA catalog, it may have some efficiency just because you're you're trying to design a room and sometimes having it um, like a hard copy and you can look through it in the room you're in, it does it does have some utility. But when I was a child, uh, I guess it was like a, like when cattle like that was before we had the internet, so you couldn't go searching for stuff, or then you had basic online stuff. Uh, as I got a little older into high school or may, whenever I got into getting online, but whatever. Uh, so you used to get, cat, there was catalogs and sales flyers. Now sales flyers are still a thing. Costco sends me one like uh, at least every other week. And then we get the ones for the grocery store and the fast food places in our mailbox. Uh, but so, but catalogs and sales flyers were like the main way other than going to the store, you could see products. And I think people used to buy them. And I know when I lived in L.A., I think it was JCPenney. Like, so I lived in East L.A. and my landlord, she was a longtime employee. I think of maybe it was JCPenney or Sears and they had a big catalog distribution. And I think they had just closed it down or she had just retired. Uh, probably they just closed it down because that would have been on the, the waning of the the catalog business. But so they would send these to your house. Sometimes you would sign up and then sometimes they would just send them out prospectively. And I'm sure they could have used algorithms back then because they probably would have benefited by saying, now, like, these are the people that are most likely to, you know, these are the people whose buying habits. You say, okay, focus catalogs on them. They like buying through catalogs. And then they said, these people, if you send them a catalog, they're less likely to buy for, for, through a catalog. But in, actually, it's still worth it because it actually drives business to the stores. And then they say, okay, and then this, the, like, the, whatever they said, the, then there's a, the, another, like, uh, style of consumer that says, no, they just want to buy in person. They don't need a catalog. 
But catalogs were a thing well before my time, and and I mean they were a business in mail, like a mail order business. I think I don't know. I'm not going to get in the history of catalogs just because um, that's a whole nother thing. But so I said to myself because we did this HBO episode a long time ago now, where I looked through, I collected a bunch of. Uh, like so, HBO they didn't send a catalog, but they sent like a monthly mini magazine with like what was on HBO, similar to TV Guide, but just HBO specific. And you could look through there, and they had hey, what's coming up, but also like a guide of what was going to be on. So it was like part marketing, part utility. And I looked through a bunch of those, trying to figure out when I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. And just so I said, that'd be interesting if we could look through some catalogs. So what I'm going to do is you won't hear me pause the thing. Hopefully it'll be a split second, but I'm going to pause it. I I tried to get some archives of some catalogs, and I don't know how well this is going to work, if the technology is going to work, because also this is like um, when I'm recording this in 2021, like uh, Flash and and those kind of things, different ways of... uh, relaying information through browsers has changed and a lot of these sites were uh, older um so i don't know if i'll be able to do it or pull it off i mean i'll pull it off if, if it's not today i'll pull I'll, you know do some work and you know create a gallery or some photo gallery and do it myself but so i'll be right back with the catalog and we'll go through it and just see how it goes what do you say Okay, cool. So this one worked, I think. Uh, we'll see. But uh, this is from 1983. So I was just a wee lad back then. But I saw this one, and my eyes lit up. I said, holy cow, there's a lot to go through here. And I think this will be interesting with pricing and thirsting and my daydreaming. You'll be able to see when my daydreaming. But it would be cool to have a time machine because there'd probably be good stuff for recording a pod. You could have had a pod. If you were a podcaster, you could go back in time. You could really make something. So this one is the Radio Shack Christmas Sale and Gift Catalog. Looks like it's 48 pages. It's from 1983. I'm getting this from RadioShackCatalogs.com. That's how I'm viewing this. And Radio Shack, I think they would. These would come in the Sunday paper. This was before I was a paper boy, but uh, it would it has is like a green Christmas tree with different levels of uh, gifts uh, against a red background. The tree is green, and the top is a TV. It looks like it also has a VHS tape. And if you're if you're you know under under forty. Not a TV like you can imagine. The second tier is an electronics kit, which we'll talk about. The third tier is a, some toys on the left, and then some calculators and clocks on the right. And then the fourth tier on the left is this was the era of clock radios, and then something like a radio with a big speaker. But not what I would call boombox, but there is a boombox coming. Then on the other side is a microphone and headphones like you would use for a singing or an all-honesty podcasting. I'm not sure. It looks like it might be uh, the mic, mic and might not be good for podcasting just, cause, uh, just because of uh, where you record podcasts is normally a house or an apartment. But we'll talk about that. Then on the next level is a CB 
and some scanners maybe or walkie-talkies. Then in the center is like a two-channel, two actually it's always two-channel, like a stereo cabinet. Then at, next to that is like an electronics tester and I think rechargeable batteries. Uh, then below that is a little bit nicer stereo system with a record player. In the middle is uh, some cassette tapes and eight-track tape maybe. And then next to that is what you would call a boombox. No, not the biggest boombox with a cassette player, radio, and two decent-sized speakers. Uh, then below that is an eight-track player. And next to that is one that we'll talk about a lot because it was in my house. Uh, what is? It? I don't know what it's called, though. No, I don't know what it's called, though. It's a thing you would talk into, and it would amplify your voice. It's typically used as a device in movies for gym teachers or principals. Uh, bullhorn, that's what it's called. It might have a different thing. Then next to that is a telephone, and a touchtone telephone. And then a, a answering machine. Then below that are computers, but not any computers like you've seen. Yeah, and, and a laptop or laptop word processor, a couple of them. And then a desktop, and then something like a, some sort of printing, printing, like accounting calculator. So, yeah, let's go to page. Let's go to the next page. Hopefully, page two. Hopefully I can zoom. Okay, so this one, I remember seeing this thing, and I don't know how many years Radio Shack had it, but this was a computer, and it was called the Model 100, America's Gift Sensation, the Micro Executive Workstation. And it's the first portable computer with uh, built-in programs, self-contained direct connect telephone modem with auto dialer, easy to read, uh, eight line by 40 characters LCD display, and the memory can be expanded up to 32K. And the the 8K RAM model, so just to, just to kind of 8K, I have no idea how small that is, but... um. Like uh, the RAM on, uh, I think most phones have at least a, between one and eight gigs of RAM, uh, and 8K is a thousand. So that one's 799, and then the 24K model's 999. And I used to look at this thing, and it's actually not as ridiculous as it sounds. So I don't know how well it works because it is about a little bit bigger than um, a keyboard with a small screen built right into it, it seems sensible. There's also um, the TRS-80 Model 100. It's one of the most talked about, most wanted computers ever. True portable, works on batteries or AC adapter, optional. Small enough to fit in a briefcase, yet powerful enough to be a desktop microcomputer. And it has five built-in management programs: uh, personal word process plus personal uh, with word processing, word processing, full-size typewriter, keyboard, appointment calendar, address book, phone directory, and telephone auto dialer. And you can write your own basic programs. And you could access national information services with the built-in thing. Uh, 
And oh, the 8K uh, memory expansion. So you're better off just buying the 24K. Oh, no, that's memory versus RAM. Maybe it only has RAM, though. But the memory expansion installation's in required, and it was $119. So I remember looking at this thing. So I don't know how many, like I said, but I just remember saying, man, this thing, like, that would change my life. I don't think it would have. I know there's people that learned basic and, and have, you know, had a lifetime of success after it. But I don't think I was willing to learn basic. Uh, so I did take basic. You, you probably heard about the time I embarrassed my mom when I went to computer camp. Uh, and so maybe we'll talk about that again. But uh, then they have another, our most powerful pocket computer. That one's a Super Saver 149. That's a TRS-80 model pocket computer PC2. Smaller computer with big computing features, ready-to-run software, requires interface and recorder, or program it yourself, extended basic language. Um, can't really read much else on it, but uh, that one's 150 And then there's stocking stuffers. There was the model PC-4 with basic language, expandable, 544-character memory. So the memory on the computer could only hold 544 characters. But again, there's people like Stephen King, I think, wrote a lot of books in, in, in a, like, a, like, a word, like a word processor like this. I mean, like the first one I mentioned. There's the PC4 cassette interface. That needs two AA batteries. There's a PC4 printer. That's $79. Bucks. Uh, pocket computer model PC-3. That has a 24-character LCD that's 99 bucks, and that has a printer interface, uh, cassette interface, um, that's 119 And these were a lot of things on the cover. Then this one, save $20 on the PC2 printer plotter dual cassette interface. I don't think, I don't know what cassettes they're talking about, though, but uh, it's uh, four-color graphics, uh, plot Four-color graphics and print upper and lowercase characters in nine sizes. Use one or two recorders for increased input and versatility. So that's cool. Then over here, they have uh, their first, one of their computers. I don't know if it's their first computer. This is pretty cheap. It, it plugs it. You need to plug it into a TV. And it had eight colors, attaches to any TV, 4,000 characters of internal memory. That's a TRS-80 microcolor computer. That's only $79. I mean, seriously, when you think about the pricing on other stuff, uh, uh, give someone you know a head start in computing, typewriter-style keyboard, real keys, not a plastic overlay. Learn to program with built-in basic. comes with a tutorial. Could get a dot matrix printer with the graphics for $99, uh, TP thermal. And you could get the whole system for $184. So that's, uh, you're saving, one, wait, $99 plus $79. Oh, because it comes with the cables too. It used to be once upon a time you couldn't get, you, printer cables were like another way they made money. Because I was like, 99 plus, one set plus 79 is like 180. 
So, yeah, they're giving you the cable for four bucks. That's not a bad deal. There's also um, TRA, TRS-80 accessories. Uh, what do they got? Uh, five and a quarter inch unformatted discs uh, were about five bucks. Or you could get a 10 pack for 40 bucks. Uh, disk drive head cleaning kit, 30 bucks. Uh, computer cassette tapes, that was a thing. Um, those were, uh, depending on the quantity, three to three to two to three bucks. Okay, and then we get into um, the programs. And I don't know if this was probably after, this was before the computer we had, TI-99-4A. But let's see. So they had educational computer programs, Taxi, Cooperative Strategy Game. That's 1995. So computer games have always kind of been the same. Star Trap, uh, Peanut Butter Panic, Cooperative Strategy Pays Off, uh, Grover's Number Rover, Basic Skills Games for Ages 3 to 6. These are all 20 bucks. Uh, they're from CCW, Children's Computer Workshop, from the Creators of Sesame Street, Ernie's Magic Shapes, Big Bird's Special Delivery, and Cookie Monster's Letter Crunch. Then they had ones from Disney, too. $34.95, though. So you talk about the stuff that has not, I mean, I don't know anything about inflation, so I don't want to talk about it. They had math adventures with Mickey. Mickey Mouse teaches methods of problem solving, ages 9 to 13. And space probe math uh, for ages 7 to 14. Then they had big holiday savings on these action-packed TRS-80 color computer games, up to 50% off. Reactoids, uh, Gomoku and Renju, Canyon Climber, Chess, Dino Wars, put your dinosaur against another in a duel. These games are all under $20. Uh, space, uh, Defend the Earth. Uh, so some of these are like imitations of other games. Art Gallery, Draw Color Pictures, twenty nine eighty eight. Polaris, uh, Wildcatting, that's one word, wildcatting. Bring in a gusher. I think it's an oil drilling game. Carnival game. Popcorn. Catch the popcorn with five frying pans before it hits the conveyor belt. I think that's probably like that root beer game. Audio spectrum analyzer. Test stereo equipment for performance. Super burst out. Microbes. Uh... Project Nebula and Color Cubes. And then they also have add ons, a multi pack interface, connect up to four program packs at once. That's $179. I guess these are all in, or, uh, what do you call them? Uh, cartridge forms. And then joysticks, they were $24. Oh, yeah, here's their Color Computer 2. So I don't know if this is, this must have been before, I don't know, what, but the Color Computer 2 is a great gift idea, super saver. The 16K one is 159 and the 16K extended basic one is 239.95. I don't know what the difference is. It was simple one-line commands. I think it just has a more, it's a more advanced uh and then they have the whole system, the TRS-80 color computer system for advanced a a applications. So that comes with the extended basic computer, 
a disk, two disk drive kits, uh, and a computer OS nine com- color computer disk operating system. That's eight sixty nine. And actually, they have uh, do they have computer camp? I didn't go to uh, uh, one at Radio Shack. I went to one at um. I don't even know. Probably some Parks and Rec, but um. This one was held over Christmas break, 26th to 30th. They had Logo Camp for ages 8 to 11, Basic Camp ages 12 to 15. Basic Camp for adults is $50 per student. I mean, as people said, you basic back then, it meant something different. Then they have phones. They had a personal phone, which was like a junk phone that a lot of people that I know had as a second phone, as seen on TV. That was 1995 on sale. Then they have some press button and rotary phones, which we had a rotary phone for a long... All my friends had, and I guess it, when I think about it, it's like it didn't really make a difference. Uh, but a rotary phone, you see, how much was a rotary desktop phone they see in the movies? 40 bucks. Uh, what about one on the wall? 60 bucks. I think the one in the, I would have valued the rotary desktop one more. A wall press button one, 70. Desktop press button one, 70. A slim version, 40. And a slimmer, depending on how you dial, 40 bucks. Then they had like a little bit higher quality one, press button, push button phones. Those are called trim phones, I think. Uh, those are around 70 bucks. I see, man, phones, I thought phones would have been cheaper than that. And then they have like a whole line of fancy phones, an elegant gift with European flair. Give a continent, continental fashion phone, and that was trademarked. So they have the French style, which combines classic design and quality components, continental style ringer, and ornamental handset. Uh, like uh, those were, depending on like what you want it to look like, between fifty and seventy dollars. Then they had the French continental, that one was seventy, and then the international. Oh wait, hold on. International Classic uh, with scroll work uh, that was eighty bucks, and then the candlestick was sixty bucks. The candlestick one's like the one you see in the movies that looks like a phone on a candlestick, and you pick up the other thing, you talk into one thing, and then you listen with another piece. And then answering machines. We won't spend too much time here, but uh, answering machines were around. And they come with messaging tapes, some with remote controls, 50, 120, um, with single knob. That's a duo. These are duo phones. Uh, 180 for voice-activated circuitry. Stops recording when caller stops speaking. Yes, you could spend, wow, no wonder we didn't have an answering machine. Answering machines are expensive. Amplifiers to talk hands-free. And they have the one like that used to be in the movies. That thing was thirty bucks. Uh, I thought it worked good. And then there was another one that was fifty bucks. Then they had auto dialers. Like if you wanted to auto dial people, like push button that remembers their numbers. Those were around for thirty-two numbers, sixty dollars. For sixteen numbers, uh, fifty dollars. And for ninety-three numbers, one hundred twenty. 
And then this was back when we had antennas. Uh, so, and I think this is when cable started, but people still used antennas. So these are add-ons, perfect, perfect, picture-perfect gifts. Uh, a stabilizer, I could use this in my life right now, a stabilizer and a modulator. I mean, I installed that on me right this moment. Uh, it's only $60, two knobs. Uh, that's when you're, you're eliminating roll and jitter from pre-recorded videotapes. But if it re- removes roll and uh, jitter from me, you could also use it to add a second video component. They had a color video, video, video processor, which collect, corrects color imbalances for washed out video. That was $100. Then they had a stabilizer, uh, enhancer, and modulator. I'd definitely upgrade to that if they could put that in me. Uh, high frequency details, clarity, increases clarity. Uh, contrast, uh, reduces noise, uh, internal noise, uh, process video. And you can actually separate, the fader control separates scenes for easy editing. And that's $100. Then they had different other things. Uh, cable TV block converter with fine tuning allows recording of one channel while watching another. Holy cow, $29.95. This one offers a solution to video confusion, video selector with five inputs. Uh, so this was still, this was a problem even back then. Then indoor, uh, uh, antennas the color supreme three that says that they'll see new year's parades like never before that's a 29.95 the color supreme two so you're taking a step back 24.95 might as well upgrade for five bucks right and then the color eagle two that's a low-cost gift of television for television satin brass vhs dipoles uh with UHF loops, color-coded leads for easy hookup, 1995. Then they had these things, which we had one, uh, like a weather radio, which just plays weather. People still have those. Uh, they're around 40 or 50 bucks. Um, uh, they had one weather radio cube. That was popular, 1795. They also had, this one's on sale for Christmas, a 24... It's a wall weather station, specially priced for the holidays. Accurate indoor and uh, temperature and a hydrometer, hydrogen, whatever, for humidity and a weather radio with crystal controlled. Reception up to 50 miles in a wood grain finish. 24, that's 17% off. And then they had uh, stylish tabletop radios, uh, the realistic MTA 11, that's $50, uh, six and a half inch speaker. Then the realistic MTA 8 was a uh, radio that thinks it's hi-fi. doesn't say how high a speaker is, but uh, walnut and vinyl. The other one was rosewood vinyl. And then the realistic compact, uh, that's a uh, three-inch speaker, sixteen ninety-five. Uh, then they had other radios. Uh, this is like radio was the main thing back then. Uh, let's see, five band. Well, so you could listen to television, sound on TV one, TV two, AM, FM, VHA, VHF high 
for fifty fifty nine ninety five. Also a five band, bigger one does eighty bucks. A four band. So TV channels two to thirteen. Yeah, twenty nine ninety five. Man, I would like I would have loved that back then. I had no idea you could listen to TV on the radio. I mean, I've listened to TV on the radio before. Maybe you know what I mean, the band, but uh, uh, four band portable, portable one, nine band communication receiver. This is the DX three sixty. It's a hundred dollars. Give someone news source entertainment from around the world. Uh, Six short shortwave bands plus AM FM. So you can listen to BBC, Voice of America, Moscow. Uh, features glide path, volume, tone, and shortwave band selector controls, uh, tuning, battery, LED indicator, built in speaker, headphone, DC, and DC adapter jacks. That's a 360. There's also the Concert Mate 8 track uh, player. I don't see an A-track. Oh, you put an A-track cassette in there? Improves stereo separation. And then the DX400, that's $300. So you could even listen to CB, ham, like everything. Then they had a travel clock radio for $30. Then a portable pocket radio that was $13. Might have to skip some stuff. Then they had like walk, like portable cassette players, uh, portable radios, couple Christmas uh, cassettes or stereo LPs. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, four ninety nine. Uh, Christmas party with uh, Beach Boy, Mike Love, Dean Torrance, Jan and Dean, Paul Revere and the Raiders, four ninety nine. And a gift of Christmas, uh, Barbara Streisand, Engelbert Humperdinck, Johnny Mathis, Gene Autry, Andy Williams, Mitch Miller, and more, four ninety nine. Micro headphones, nine ninety five. Then they have cassette recorders. It was packed with special features. Then they have recording stuff, uh, recording tape and microphones. They had uh, 8-track tape. That's not the 8-track you put in your car, though. They had super tape, uh, so low-noise low reels uh, for reel-to-reel, mini cassettes, cassette tapes. Let's see what these mics and stuff. Uh, realistic PZM breakthrough, revolutionary design, eliminates echo, superior clarity, Ideal for use in large rooms and on stages, 20 to 18,000 hertz response, uh, mounted on a metal plate, $40. Uh, there's a binaural amplified listener, dual pattern electric, electric for video cameras, uh, $49.95. There's like a boom mic uh, or uh, whatever, you know, long... Mike, uh, Deluxe Stereo, Two Elements, that was 40, Ultra Compact Stereo. See, we'd record them. I think you'd want to record a mono, but they had like a binaural mic. Yeah, that was C that I was just talking about. Let's see how much that was. Dual Head Recorder, that's 1995. Okay, so then we get into the dynamic mics. These might be better for... um recording a podcast with a unidir- highball unidirectional that's for handheld use 49.95 an omnidirectional 
Not as good. That'd be 40. Cardioid pattern one. That's dynamic. Uh, 2995. Super cardioid. That's like what that, that's kind of I use. It's like uh, only tries to only get at what you're talking into. 2495 in the high ball omnidirectional. So you could start a podcast back then. And they have AM, FM stereo receivers that run from. Two seventy nine to six hundred dollars. Uh, wow! Holy cow! Also, a couple record players with cassette. You know, oh, this is like all in one. Those are like five seventy nine to three fifty. Yeah, then a lot more stereo stuff. So I guess this was a place. A lot of selection too of different like uh, styles. There's one that's twelve forty nine. That's $1,249. Comes with a record player, amplifier, cassette player, tower speakers, uh, 65 watts. I'd say, man, for, 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 for even 400 bucks, I'd want like 500 watts, but this is a different time. Uh, and then 170, then they go down from there. So 1250, 750, 609, 299, 379, and 569. And you could also just buy your speakers from them. They have tons of speakers. Uh, and their speakers range from, like, uh, a realistic minimus. My dad might have had those. Uh, those were 80 bucks. To even, like, smaller speakers. And then, it, oh, here's one that's cool. This is, like, what you'd see in the movies. The 10-band wide-range stereographic equalizer. Only $119. I don't know. It wasn't an amplifier, though, just the equalizer. Then they have these uh, the shelving speakers, space-saving, three-piece stereo systems, the 150, 230, 290. And then yeah, some of them have tape cassettes. Some of them have dual cassettes. They all have record players, and then one has an 8-track. So 1983 must have been the end of 8-track. Then stuff for your car. So you could get a booming system back in your car even then. Amplifier 120. So different things. Uh, you could put some uh, security in your car for uh, 80 to uh, $20. Radar detectors, those were popular. They were expensive too. I mean, I guess uh, people between eighty bucks and and one hundred and seventy, and then two way radio gifts for safer, more pleasant driving. Uh, backup a CB that you could put on your roof that was eighty bucks. Built in uh, CB with channel nine priority. We had a car with a, that that a used car my parents bought a used station wagon that came with a CD or CB built into it. Uh, this one is uh, 80 bucks, uh, And then FM headset walkie-talkies for, like, the oh, these are the ones the kids had on, uh, uh, some of the kids had, or, or Dustin had it, I think, on uh, something like this on um, Stranger Things. The pa- A pair is 90 bucks, And then mobile CB, other CBs between 140 and $200. 
then some sort of testers and LCD multimeters, sensitive 27 range testers, micronata testers, AC ammeter. So this is like the electronic side, AC converters for holidays abroad. Uh, so yeah, you could use it for, oh, there's one that you could use for non-motorized appliances, uh, 50-watt converter, 1600-watt converter, plug-in adapter set of four, and then values in time for Christmas giving, uh, micronautic quartz travel alarms, a folding alarm, those I always thought were cool, that was 1995, then a LCD travel clock, $12. Miniature travel clock, $10. The old projector clock, that's still popular. projects on the ceiling, $34.95. They even had one that was a countdown. Look at this one. The exclusive Vox clock talking alarm. Tells the time hourly. See, I mean, this is where they are ahead of their time. Perfect gift, for, you know, for someone if if, if they're, uh, you know, they don't look at clocks, you know, their sight's impaired. Uh, it's a 24-hour alarm, announces the time five minutes before sounding. Oh, the alarm does, and then delivers a wake-up melody. Timer counts the down the time at 10 minute intervals, uh, down to 10 minutes and then every minute. So that's, that's what I use one of my smart speakers for. Uh, then led alarms or clock radios with uh, battery backup. Um, those range from $20, uh, 21, 19, 14. Uh, they had pens with time built into them. And calculator, a calculator watch. Great question. Thirty-one ninety-five. They have LED, LCD timepieces, stick-on cal- calendar clock. I think teachers would have those. Uh, Three dollars and eighty-eight cents. Uh, cordless clocks. Those, you know, those are traditional clocks. LCD sport stopwatches. Twenty-five dollars. Oh, you know where I saw those stick-on clocks? My dad had one in the car. Let's see. I'll try to pick some other stuff. A VHS rec- video recorder was $500. A, a color portable TV, $300. A portable black and white TV that you could put in your thingamajig, your like, lighter. They had different ones between $190 and $100. Uh, boom boxes ran from uh, 170 290 250 So those are the cost of boom boxes back then. Okay, this is one I wanted. One of the things I wanted to record or cover was uh, in the amps, mics, mics, and musical stuff. Uh, the J number J, the musical power horn. My dad had this, and he used it just, I think, to like make. I mean, as a kid, I loved this thing. I thought, I, and we weren't allowed to use it except if my dad was holding it. But he would use this everywhere. He said it was like to get our attention. But it's like perfect for sporting events and rallies. Plays everything from college fight songs, ninety-four preset, and five programmable tunes. Up to 80 notes per song. Project your voice up to 300 feet. 
Batteries extra is $40. My dad had this exact thing. I don't think he had the shoulder strap, though. But it was a bullhorn, but you could push things and it would go, like, you know, charge. Uh, and in the hands of a child or a childlike adult like my dad, it was definitely uh, something, uh, you know, wild, man. Oh, they also had stuff for people, you know, 420. They, they, you know, they had 420 back then, even though people don't want to talk about it. So strobe lights were 30 bucks. A psycho light bulb with wild flickering action, 499. Psycho light color show, kaleidoscope of color, 995. I always wanted that. Now I, I kind of, I, now I have one. A little bit different, but same idea. Okay, they had tons of walkie-talkies. Yeah, similar to the ones uh, that we see on Stranger Things. And those are expensive, like between 40 and and $100. They have a, pay, a few pages of calculators, but I wanted to get into these electronic kits before we finish up here and some toys. So I don't know if I, I think maybe I had one of these as a kid. But uh, these things were like before STEM. This, I mean, this is like the pre pre STEM stuff. Uh, these are Santa's solderless kits that make great gifts. I had a crystal radio one. That's what I had uh, for kids and adults that want to learn about electronics. The most popular one was a hundred and sixty and one electronic project kit, as seen on TV. Thirty thirty dollars. A science fair hundred and sixty and one electronic project kit. Perfect for hobbyists. Uh, let students build radios, transmitters, solar, telemetry, and more. They can even experiment with computer circuits or produce electronic effects, all with pre-mounted spring connectors. All projects are solar battery-powered, and it came with a 186-page manual, seven-segment LED, a code key, and a meter. Then they had a hundred project one that was twelve ninety five. Then a thirty in one that was fourteen ninety five. A solar power one that was fourteen ninety five. A fifty in one electronic project lab kit uh, stimulates young minds. Radio, telegraph, Morse code, and much more. Work with transistors, diodes, resistors, capacitors. Just connect wires to coil springs. Nothing to clean up. There was a digital computer kit for curious youngsters. Learn programming and binary math by building simple circuits. A hundred projects cover basic arithmetic, math, electronics, geography, games, and more. Lighted display with 10. I think I see, maybe I did have the 50 in one or somebody did. I know I had the crystal radio one, which is down here. So I definitely had that one. That was like one of the first ways I listened to Dr. Demento, to be honest with you. They have a 10-in-1 electronic uh, adventure lab, an electronic organ kit. Uh, build a tunable organ that plays natural and chromatic musical scales. Uh, with 18 keys, including sharps and flats, and a built-in speaker. 10-in-1 Adventure Lab, two-transistor AM radio kit. No, no, I didn't have that one. The two-transistor one is 695. I had the crystal radio kit. Plays without power, no batteries, AC transistors, or tubes. Like the very first radios converts uh, 
Crystal converts RF signal into audio. Tunes AM broadcast band. With earphone. I remember that earphone. And an instruction manual. 495. Best 495 anybody spent. And then uh, silicon. I remember loving that thing. And then there was a silicon thing. The solar energy project kit. That was uh, 995. They had a 200 project lab that makes learning exciting. If only it did. Uh, that one was 50 bucks, though. Then they actually had rechargeable batteries. I remember my dad being into those and having a battery charging station. Rechargeable batteries uh, were uh, around 5 to 10 bucks. Battery tester, battery charger. My dad had this, I think, the deluxe battery charger, $30. And then they had more kits. Oh, wait a second. F. Uh, what's F? Uh, motor generator kit. Uh, introduction to electrical energy, 995. Let's see. They had some electronic games. Uh, what do they have? Uh, a Tandy Chess. A Tandy Chess was $60. Computerized backgammon was $60. Then they had less expensive walkie-talkies. We had these two. Um, I think we had the Space Patrol ones. They were a pair for $9.95. Great for around the house and stuff. Uh, or there's ones with AM, FM radios. Those were fifteen ninety five, or there was micro thin ones that were twenty bucks. Also, there was this wireless FM microphone that was like people would show people going up into their neighbor's house and like interrupting the radio by singing to them. That was only seven dollars. And then we had this. Uh, let's see. Exciting. The Tandy 12 Arcade. I think we only used it for Simon, but uh, that was $20. It was 12 games in one. Baseball. It was just like colored buttons. Uh, so I just remember playing it for Simon, but apparently could play other games. Never knew that till now. Uh, then they have some basic arcade games. Zackman. Z-A-C-M-A-N. Like a portable arcade set up thirty four ninety five and then alien chase with a fluorescent display uh thirty nine ninety five a football sports game nineteen ninety five that was very popular three fast paced games for head to head I don't think I had maybe we did have this one nineteen ninety five then learning games uh Show and Learn, nine ninety five, and then Monkey C seven ninety five. They also have a lot of remote control cars. I don't know if we. Oh, there's an out of world robot. I think we always wanted this. Maybe one of my brothers had it. It was an inflatable robot. Only went straight and backwards. Nineteen ninety five. Uh, then they had these helmets. We definitely had this one. It was a fire department helmet with a siren on it. Uh, Foam padded interior, rugged design, batteries extra, seven ninety five. I don't know if we had anything else on here. Got a couple more pages here. Oh, they had like a kitty phonograph, uh, twenty four ninety five. Um, what else do they have? 
Another phonograph with a speed with a sing along mic, thirty nine ninety five. Even a picture of a girl singing along. Portable portable cassette recorder and player. What is that thing? Realistic CT sixty four. A colorful recorder with strawberry micro shaped microphone, color coded controls, high tone, built in speaker jacks, uh, and five tapes. Only thirty five bucks. And then a couple other ones. I think you could record off the road radio. Easy for youngsters to use. Some portable radios uh, with headphones. Portable novelty radios. One is an MOUSE, an owl, a puppy, a couple dogs, and a cat. Uh, those are around $15. Furry friends that kids love. High-quality AM radio. Then they had novelty radios and a spaceship. That was a radio? I, I know we had a space shuttle, but I don't think it was. There's like a Heinz ketchup one, a Smurf one, and a Wilson football one, and a Globe. Those are all between 12 and $15. They had a bike radio, bike horn, deluxe bike radio with built-in horn. I remember people having that. Uh, Archer Road Patrol, 1495. And this was another thing I thirsted for. I guess if I had, I could have just used my own money to buy it. Flavor radios, just because they had this pop in colors, lemon, orange, blueberry, and strawberry. But they really colored these things. In a, I don't know. They really did a good job. Uh, and those were uh, five ninety nine uh, on sale. And then we get to the back page uh, of the sale thing right on time. Uh, they had a Cosmic 3000 game. Never seen, I don't even know if I've seen that at one of my friend's houses. $30. Uh, like a portable video game. A headset radio. This one looks pretty not high quality. That was $17.95. Then a foot portable football game. That was $14.95. They say, we bought the manufacturer's entire inventory so you could buy below 1982 dealer cost of $28.75. Then a game called Pocket Repeat, which was the same as Simon. That was $7.95. And then one of the toys I got probably this Christmas was the Armatron. And I remember asking for, begging for it because I thought it would change my life. It was pretty fun. I guess it was supposed to be a game. I thought I could use it to manipulate time and space. But it was similar to what you'd see as an industrial robotic arm nowadays. Again, very similar now to even what's in the past. Generate hours and hours of fun for kids of any age. Uh, uh, introducing them to robotics. This highly manipulable, manipulable robot arm executes experiments. Add, add sugar to cereal. I should have wrote. I never even thought to try that. I thought I could use it to, like, you know, squeeze my siblings' fingers or, you know, bring me snacks. Uh, two joystick remote control motions uh, to pick up. Uh, energy level countdown meter, meter for timing skills. Uh, globe modules, canisters, and cones for practicing delicate things. I didn't really use those. I think I used, mostly used it for different... Uh, like set pieces with my G.I. Joes and Transformers and other to dolls, that, you know, action figures, chillaxing and dolls I played with. 
but it's just a robotic arm with two remote controls. One of the coolest gifts I ever got. Thank you. I appreciate it because it wasn't cheap, $31. I mean, maybe they got it the next year, hopefully, on a little bit better price, but I appreciate it, and I appreciate you taking this journey. Uh, and let me know what you think. We'll take another catalog journey again soon. Good night, everybody.